0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire.
2: You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you
1: have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're gonna get everything I got. Everything I got.
2: Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Someone who is arguably the best wide receiver in all of football, that Antonio Brown, is now an Oakland Raider.
3: What's going on, Raider Nation? Rolling in hot to episode 37. This episode is going to be brought to you by Blue Wire and ShipStation.com. Make sure you visit ShipStation.com using promo code BLUE. But I'm going to tell you guys, I don't care if it's preseason. I'm freaking amped that we got to watch some Raiders football today. Uh, a lot of the starters were sitting out. Actually, most of the starters, besides some of the rookies, were able to still see Hunter Renfro, Cleveland Furrell, uh, you know, some of the guys, Max Crosby getting in some reps in there. Jonathan Abram played quite a bit. We even seen guys like Mohurst Hurst out there even late into the third quarter. Uh, so there's definitely maybe not the most exciting game to watch, but there's a lot of players. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump off and start with that. Let's take a look at some of the players. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my thoughts on players and plays maybe that jumped out to me in this game. First off, unfortunately my guy that I've been tooting his horn, Isaiah Johnson. Um, he took a knee to the helmet. I think he was coming across. It was his own guy, Markel Lee, came across. Um, he was kind of diving to the ground, I think, trying to make a tackle. Took a knee to the head and he's been diagnosed with a concussion. So interesting to see if he's going to be able to play next week. I'm going to say most likely not, which is a huge blow. Um, even though he was uh, you know, a decent draft pick, doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna make the roster. I mean he's gotta be almost necessarily a lock, but that really shakes up the competition at corner. Um was really was really hoping that he was gonna be able to go in there and make some plays, make his presence felt, um, and find a spot on the depth chart. But I'll tell you one thing, one rookie that caught my eye right off the bat was Max Crosby and not just his pass pass rush ability, which that's really what we look for at defensive ends. That's the first thing we look at. Their sack numbers, all that. His presence in the run game was felt, man. He was in there. He was really plugging it up. He was setting his gaps. He was hitting his holes. He was doing his job, Um, and that's what I love. You don't want no blown assignments on the outside or guys that are just going to get ran at the entire time and become a non-factor. This guy looks like he knows what he's doing. Max Crosby off to a fire and start. So make sure you keep an eye on him the rest of the preseason. J.J. Nelson, man. J.J. Nelson was making huge plays during the preseason, or I'm sorry, during training camp, and that translated to the preseason. So I'll tell you what, J.J. Nelson has to be a lock to make the roster just by his big playmaking ability. He almost looks like a Johnny Holton clone out there. So Derek Carr knows exactly what he's getting out of his little gadget speedy wide receiver. And Mo Hurst. And like I mentioned, Mo Hurst played a lot of snaps tonight, which was weird. I mean, I felt like he really proved himself last year. He was our most consistent defensive line last year, defensive lineman last year for sure, um, and he played really well tonight. Um, given that he wasn't facing you know, first stringers or anything. He was out there making a lot of plays. Um, you can see him with the extra effort, and that's kind of what I love about this guy. Just because he's playing preseason, he's not sandbagging. He knows he still has some stuff to prove. Um, you could see him out there. He's chasing down runners, uh, doing everything he could, uh, sacrificing his body, laying it out there. Uh, Mo Hurst was out there playing good. Hopefully, I don't see him, though. I don't want to see him a whole nother three quarters throughout the preseason. Let this guy rest up. Um, hopefully, he pro- uh, proves his spot sooner rather than later. Now, let's look at DeAndre Washington, a guy that's been on the roster bubble pretty much every year of his career. His main hit, I think, has been uh, his health. And although him and Jalen Richard looked like clones at the beginning of their careers, it seems like they've separated in talents – uh, DeAndre Washington's kind of become this little muscle hamster. He's kind of like a little Doug Martin. Um, he can catch some passes out of the backfield. Uh, but you hand him the ball, man, and he's a tough runner. He picks up blocks pretty well. And as long as he stays healthy, man, he put on a good show. I think he only played maybe um, a quarter and a half or something like that. And he put up, uh, with six carries, he put up 24 yards, averaging four yards a carry. Nothing absolutely nuts, but he was consistent with what he had. Um, and he looked pretty good. He looked pretty fresh. So interesting to see how the rest of his preseason finishes off. But I think he, he definitely stepped up, and he played pretty well tonight. But another guy out of the backfield that caught my eye was fullback Alec Ingold, And not in the same sense as carrying the ball, but actually catching passes out of the backfield. Alec Ingold finished the night. With four catches for 22 yards coming out as the fullback. And, of course, they weren't wild plays, but they're actually pretty clutch downs. Um, picking up some firsts, fighting for extra yards. Man, this guy went through like two or three defenders. Came up just short of the first down, but he was reaching for that thing, man. Um, great football player all around. And I'm interested to see because I called this at the beginning of the season, or actually should I say when we signed him undrafted, um, I expected him to be our starting fullback. With the injury to Keith Smith, he's out there getting all the reps tonight. Um, so so far, uh I guess my prediction is looking pretty good. But looking at our defensive line altogether, I'm looking at Cleveland Farrell and Arden Key. Both of them made a huge presence tonight. Arden Key's been struggling with, you know, finishing his sacks. He's getting to the quarterback, he's getting there, but maybe he's missing the tackle. Tonight he got there. He had a great sack, he had a great move. And even just off of that, a lot of these closed in plays, Cleveland Farrell, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not going to be some flashy sack artist, but he was putting some moves. He was making moves out there. He was playing hard. I'm interested to see. I mean, the more reps this guy gets, uh, the more attention you give him. I'm looking forward to it. Cleveland Furl as much as everybody hated him, uh, or should I say hated the pick at first, this guy is, you know, he's going to be making some moves. I'm interested to see. He should be a starter as of right now. Um, I think it's showing him a starter opposite of Morrow. But I'm thinking Max Crosby and Arden Key are going to be making their case. Interested to see how that turns out. Um, but our pass rush tonight was looking good. But, you know, keep in mind, last preseason, our pass rush was also looking good. Uh, that definitely fooled us quite a bit. So it's interesting to see how this year is going to translate over the pre, over the regular season. And uh, let's keep track of that the rest of the preseason. Of course, that's the number one thing that I'm looking for. Um, but so far, so good. And now, our leading receiver for the night, Keon Hatcher. He's kind of becoming more of our regular as a preseason superstar. If you remember last year, it was Chris Warren and Keon Hatcher. Those guys absolutely lit it up. Keon Hatcher, I, I believe, at the beginning of the season, ended up making the roster uh, by his great preseason moves. And tonight, uh, he played just as well. So, difference is, competition this year is a lot more stiff. Also, Marcel Aitman uh, made a big play or two. So, that's... uh. That's something to watch. Keon Hatcher, I've always liked the guy. He seems to fill in really nicely with the second and third team maybe as their first option. Uh, So, yeah, Keon Hatcher definitely showed out tonight, but unfortunately stiff competition uh, could be his uh, bigger opponent whenever it comes to making the 53. A.J. Cole. Now, I'm not saying A.J. Cole is some crazy good punter, but he's definitely lighting up the competition between him and Johnny Townsend. He boomed a couple. He pinned a couple inside the 20. I'm not sure I've seen Johnny do that. Johnny did have one pretty good-looking punt. It was like a 50-yarder, and he looked effortless. It was kind of weird. He's he's just so hit or miss, and I think that's the issue with Townsend is his inconsistency. So if A.J. Cole, as he's getting the majority of the reps, can show consistency, and as he's doing kickoffs as well, um, now it just comes down to how he does holding for field goals. Um, Because that's going to be a major part in this competition. I mean, I think I'd rather take a few botched punts over a guy that can hold the ball really well for Daniel Carlson. Uh, so that's an interesting thing to watch. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see any field goal attempts really tonight um, besides some point afters. And I really wasn't paying attention to the holder as I should. Now that I'm talking about it, I kind of wish I would have paid a little bit more attention. So I made a mental note for in the future to see how that tracks in this competition. But A.J. Cole and Johnny Townsend, Uh, The competition is alive and well, and we'll see how that goes. Keelan Doss. Only thing I have to say about Keelan Doss is it's great to see a number 89 in the silver and black actually catching touchdown passes and not dropping them. So Keelan Doss firing up that wide receiver competition like I was already talking about with Keon. Um, He's going to be down in there. He's going to be in the thick of things. He's going to be on the bubble as well. Uh, So Keelan Doss, number 89, is someone to keep track of. And I'm going to wrap this up with one last player that stood out to me. That was Nathan Peterman. Goodness gracious. Mike Glennon came out and he played pretty well. It seemed like the offense was firing off pretty great. But then Mike Glennon threw a couple terrible interceptions. Uh, one, you probably couldn't even see the guy. I, I don't even He had to have not even known the guy was there. He threw it right to him. The second interception, um, had this ball been in the back corner of the end zone or anywhere in the end zone, it would have been a touchdown. He had his man beat. And Mike Glennon threw it, I don't know, maybe 5 to 10 yards short of his wide receiver. Easy interception at the goal line. He took it back quite a ways. So Mike Glennon, he played out the rest of the first half. Nothing wow. Moved the ball a little bit. But then Nathan Peterman came in. He showed off his legs a little bit. uh, Moved the ball really well. He even showed a few uh, quick pre-snap reads, dishing the ball out uh, to some guys that were open right off the snap. Um, Nathan Peterman, man, really impressed me. It's just hard because Nathan Peterman just... So many jokes travel along with him. I don't know exactly how much trust I can put into him yet. Um, But if i got to pick a backup quarterback today, I'm picking Nathan Peterman. So that's a a competition to watch, and maybe next week we'll see um, who comes in first. Maybe Nathan Peterman uh, moved his way up the depth chart, and we'll find out. But the good thing is, we ended the night on a win. Final score being 14-3. to Rams scoring now three points in the last two games that they've played, including the Super Bowl. But if you go down and look at the actual stat sheet, or should I say just team stats, we dominated. And that's something to say to our bench. Um, of course, starters is what really matters, but the guys that are filling out the rest of our depth chart are looking pretty good, and I believe the coaching did great tonight. Uh, the Raiders finished with 21 first downs. Uh, to the Rams 10. We had a total of 70 plays to the Rams 51, with a total of 407 yards to the Rams 190 only. They ran the same amount of drives, 12 and 12. Um, Really the only difference I think where, where the Rams got us is they didn't have any turnovers where we just had those two from Mike Glennon's interceptions. But besides that, our rushing attack was great with 149 yards to the Rams 57. And we had 258 passing yards to so the Rams' 133. So not only does that speak volumes to our offense putting up some decent numbers, that speaks volumes to our defense, man. They really shut them down. Um, and they even have a pretty decent backup in Blake Bortles, who really isn't. I mean, he's a backup quarterback now, but he wasn't last year. Uh, so it wasn't like we're just facing some rookie or some nobody that's never taken any snaps in the NFL. Our defense stepped up, and they shut a lot of the guys down. So uh, overall, I'm impressed with tonight's game. So. I'm going to go ahead and backtrack a little bit, and I'm going to get through some announcements that happened this week before the game. First off, I believe that we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, um, even with my bonus episode, but I want to say, rest in peace, to Cliff Branch, one of the great Raiders of his time, uh, one of the only guys I think that was on the three Raiders Super Bowl teams. I'm not great on my history. I'm not sure if he was the only one or one a few. I know there's not many, but Cliff Branch... Was the perfect. If you could try and find one player that Al Davis would love, especially as a wide receiver, that's Cliff Branch, and he proved it, man. He, uh, you know, having three Super Bowls, he was like to, he went to like four Pro Bowls. He was like a four-time first-team All-Pro wide receiver. Uh, this guy absolutely represented the silver and black. During his career and even after his career, a lot of you guys, I think, around the area of Oakland even saw how much he gave back to the community, always doing signings. I always heard about him being in local spots, doing meet and greets. Super awesome dude, and unfortunately, yet another Raider that wasn't inducted into the Hall of Fame before his passing, uh, which seems to be becoming an ugly trend uh, for some of the late Raider greats. Hopefully now the Hall of Fame does the right thing and they get him inducted as soon as possible. Oh yeah, and go ahead and uh, put Tom Flores in there too while you're at it. Thanks. Actually, this just in post-game. I hate to even break this kind of news. But it's reported that Max Crosby uh, has fractured his left hand. Now, we did see that he was in a cast on the sideline, but I believe that he re-entered the game, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so it's something to track, it's a it's a hard injury to get through, but I think it's something that you can maybe still practice with if you can play through the pain, not exactly sure what exactly is broken, uh, but it's something to keep track of, hopefully Mad Max um, isn't in that bad of a injury or in that bad of pain, so we'll, we'll see what happens, so it's, it's something major, that's going to be probably the number one thing that I track this week. And in some other news, John Gruden hopes to see Antonio Brown back this week, saying that the foot injury was an accident, but the helmet issue is very serious to him. So I guess with that coming out now post game, I'm probably gonna. Sw- I I might have to skip most of my other announcements this week for a second, um, and hit on this just a really really quick second. We're gonna take some phone calls later in the show with Kenny King, uh, get some fan opinions, but I will say through this Antonio Brown drama. Um, I will say it maybe is not as as serious as it looks in the media's eyes. Um, I can imagine whenever it does come down to the helmet issue and the helmet to him, I'm sure it is a pretty big deal. Um, we'll hit on that more later. But, yeah, Antonio Brown, for now, besides Max Crosby, Antonio Brown, we are definitely on Antonio Brown watch. Uh, hopefully he is returning as soon as possible, and I believe – not just, it's not just this helmet thing right now. Remember, he's still recovering from a foot injury. So if he's going to be sitting on the couch, um, let him fight some legal issues. That's okay. We can do that. But let's get to the rest of the announcements from this week. Premier of Hard Knocks, the training camp with the Raiders on Tuesday, had an audience of 879,000. That's a uh, second highest premier night record for Hard Knocks in the past nine years. The only other team. To have a higher premiere was the Jets in 2009, I believe it was 2000, 2000? 2010, I believe if my math is right, um, where it actually had 1.3 million viewers. That's absolutely nuts. So, although we're in second, it's it's a distant second. With a busy week and the Rams coming in, as you knew about my training camp trip, uh, we had a few injuries. Um, I'm not going to necessarily list them all, but I'll I'll tell you about a a few of the key ones. Um, Ryan Grant started to make a case and make a few big catches then he ended up going down with an injury and being helped off the field we haven't seen him in action since and also PJ Hall is dealing with a minor injury um, he should be returning anytime soon that is also what sidelined him for tonight's game but we should see him at any time this week um, but I believe the biggest ones now we're still waiting on Darren Waller who's been nursing a bit of a shoulder injury uh, I expect him to be back in full, full swing maybe the next few days i expect him maybe this week to be practicing in full um but the biggest blow came on thursday in which gabe jackson um after doing really well he's playing really well against aaron donald uh the raiders are having a great training camp they're really flipping it around from our, our our wednesday contest uh gabe jackson ended up going down he got rolled up on a defender uh from the rams ended up kind of rolling up on him And ended up giving him a MCL, a partial MCL tear, which is labeled as six to eight weeks. But I know there's some players in the NFL that have only missed, you know, two to three, maybe four weeks. Depending on the severity of the injury, um, of course, all MCL injuries are a little different in their own way. Um, And depending on the position, this is a big man, so it's hard to compare to most Um, but I do know that whenever you're looking at a guy like him, luckily it was no ACL, nothing, nothing crazy. So if he can get through the pain a little bit, maybe in two to three weeks, I would not be surprised if you see him week one or week two of the regular season in a big bulky knee brace to help him through that MCL tear. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just a hunch. I know a lot of people are expecting him to be gone four games and I'm not going to say he's not going to be gone those four games. I don't want to get everyone's hopes up. Uh, But I think there is a big chance uh, that there could be some sort of early recovery and a Gabe Jackson out there in a knee brace ready to play within the first two weeks of the regular season. So we'll see how that shakes out. And even though we're maybe not getting Antonio Brown at practice, we had a few big names this week show up, some familiar faces as well. Charles Woodson and Marshawn Lynch both showed up uh for the joint practices versus the Rams. Very cool to see him back around the facility, both respected number twenty-fours. That's why I love the number 24 so much, man. Uh for whatever reason, uh they really stick around. They're real raiders. I love it. So that's uh you know, respect even Jonathan Abram. let's so he's got some big shoes to fill. I hope he sees what the past 24s are still doing for this organization. So I hope he knows what he has to step up and the role that he has to take on. So uh that's exciting. So now that we've buzzed through our first preseason game, we've buzzed through just this little bit of news that we had this week. Um, It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to start changing our formats a little bit. I can't promise you that we're going to have a great guest to come in here and give you different thoughts. I hope you guys are getting used to hearing my voice because you're going to hear it a lot more. Um, But as we get into the season more, you're going to start hearing us maybe in different spots. Start looking for more live streaming. Start looking for maybe more bonus episodes. I can't promise you everyone after a hard knocks episode the main reason i did one last time was because i also went to camp Um, hard knocks is great i love it but i don't expect it to be juicy enough to be able to drop uh, a real big podcast that everybody's going to be interested in because you just all watch hard knocks and pretty much watch the same thing i did so that'll that'll save until our next episode Um, but for the most part like i said be prepared into the regular season to maybe look for bi-weekly shows and live streaming so what we're going to do real quick before we transition into the second half of the show we're going to take a short break here provided by blue wire and when we come back we're going to be joined by the one and only kenny king jr when you're selling online getting your orders out can be a real pain That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code B-L-U-E, ShipStation.com, make ship happen. And we're back, and joining me now is my buddy Kenny King, man, what's going on? What's
0: good, Cody, man, it's good to get a win, even if it is preseason.
3: Exactly, bro, and for the most part, uh, it was cool to see us just kind of dominate most of the game but i will tell you one thing that was weird to me uh that challenging the pass interference call uh, t- uh kind of killed my vibe for the game i don't really like stuff like that it's kind of weird
0: yeah you know it's weird that we have that now and it's it's i feel like it's just going to take up more time in the game i think i in in situations where it's needed i get it but um you know this is all one of those things that's kind of put behind us because of what happened in the in the um the saints game so yeah I guess yeah. he had to
3: get his his redemption. Was it him? No, it was actually it was on the opposite side of the ball. I guess it's the so opposite side. Yeah, I guess he had to use it just because now it was made for him. But um, for me, it was actually even really nice to see the start of the game. If you look at the the momentum, it was nice to see the Raiders didn't just. You know, they weren't the ones making a fool of themselves with some dumb plays or some bad calls. It was actually the Rams. So uh, overall, good game in my opinion. I hit on it at the beginning of the show. But Kenny, what uh, what stood out to you? What'd you like about it, man?
0: A Couple things that stood out to me. I think was the upgraded play of the defensive line. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the pass rush looked significantly better. You know, we have a lot of young guys in there that that were getting in there, getting to the ball. I think another thing that, that stood out to me was just the overall speed of the defense. You know, I think that not only myself, but the announcers were even noticing it, where the the defense looks faster this year. Mm -hmm. Um, They look faster. They look like they know where they're supposed to be. They know where they're going. They're making plays. They're getting to the ball. And they're not making stupid mistakes and getting beat deep, which I thought that was was good to see.
3: Yeah, exactly. Loved it. But I will tell you, it was just preseason, so there's only so much we can talk about. But uh, Raiders news outside of football, I guess, uh was was no shortage of boring. So, I will say um whew, Antonio Brown, man. All this news oh, breaking. Man. Uh I don't even really know what to make of it. I, it took me a while to even process everything that was going down. So, as you saw, we uh put out I guess a SOS on Twitter. To have all the listeners call in and give their opinion. So, we got uh, about a half dozen calls here, Kenny. And uh, if you don't mind, uh, they're, they're kind of long. So, you ready to jump into them, man? Let's hear it, man. Let's get this first caller going. Hey, uh,
1: Cody. um, I'm the King. What's up, uh, up? My name is uh, Damien 93 on Twitter. Um, today's topic... Obviously, it's going to be about A.B. <laughs> uh, my opinion on the whole A.B. deal. So, um, everybody in Raider Nation knew this guy. Obviously, he's a Hall of Fame talent, and he was going to be a, a headache sooner <laughs> or later. I don't think uh, none of us thought he was going to be a headache um, this fast and this soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, season hasn't even started. Maybe we thought, you know, like, okay, this guy's going to come in. Is an to elevate car's game, and, I mean, everybody thinks that. I, I still believe that if he plays the season, and I'm sure he will play the season. There's no way yeah. he's holding out. Yeah. Um, I mean, holding out. There's no way he's uh, retiring football. There's just no way. <laughs> no. Um, but with that being said, um, my question about this whole A-B mess with you guys is, what do you guys make of this news? Um, him wanting to retire because of his helmet is him a little bit made <laughs> up blown, or do you guys believe this it is, this so is funny. what he told the team that he's going to retire over a helmet um, like I said I don't think any of this is going to happen whether he told the team this or not that's the question that's if he did tell the team I don't think it's, it's any good because he goes into the season he's going to play how about when we do start losing or when Cart does miss him he's going to what is he going to do on the sideline if he's complaining and being a diva over a helmet um, he, what is he going to do on the sideline when we're losing Our car doesn't um, get him a fall when he thought he was open um, which pretty much was Steelers fans were pretty much making fun of us and warning us about that he was going to explode on the sideline because of car or all this and that. Um, I hope the guy gets his head on straight man and I hope he plays for us this year and makes a big impact because he's a hell of a player but at the end of the day, if he's really complaining over a helmet and he really wants told the team that he's going to retire, when does the team draw the line and separate talent from headache? And when do, is the team going to baby him and be kind and nice to him just because of his talent and be like, hey, baby, what, who cares about what you've done and, and yeah. said and make the media report, like, we still want you to come and play? Or is the team going to discipline him? over it, which obviously I doubt they will. It's a long freaking call. I believe they do want him on the team. Um, they did him a right. third round pick, and they are giving him all this money. But like I said, this guy's not going to quit over a helmet. He's not going to leave $19 million on the table and a guaranteed contract because he retires because he ain't getting that money if he quits on the team, that's for sure. Um, part of the kidding. clause. So, my, I mean, I've been talking too much. Um, you guys might not even uh, <laughs> play my question on the show. Um, I was a little all over the place. Um, but pretty much, what's your guys' opinion on this whole thing? Like, did AB really tell the team on your guys' opinion? You guys really think he made a big deal as much as the media is portraying? And did he really um, give the ultimatum about retiring or helmet, Or he gets wanting to wear his helmet. He doesn't wear it, he'll retire. What do you guys think? Um, you guys believe all that? Thank you,
3: guys. I- I'm going to be honest, man. I had a few things pop in my head. At the yeah. beginning of his conversation. And then I, by the time we got to the hit, I already forgot what I was going to talk about. So we're we're going to get uh, to your last question. We're going to get a lot through a lot of these phone calls. Um, we'll get everyone's opinions. Um, and then maybe we'll jump into ours. So let's take this next caller.
2: As far as this whole AB thing, oh, first, this is Raider, Rock Raider 585. Yeah, what's your name, uh, man? David. <laughs> what up, Cody? What up, Kenny?
0: What it
3: do?
2: Um, as far as the whole AB thing, At first I was pissed off, it kind of, you know, didn't make any sense. And I was like, oh, maybe Pittsburgh fans were right. But the more I think about it, I think it's crazy. (laughs) Because why would you give up all that money over a helmet? I'm hoping it's just a hard knock thing. I'm hoping it's just something silly. But I'm going to wait to hear from A.B. He hasn't been quiet any other time. So why now all this silence just makes me think that it's something other, you know, something more about hard knocks, nothing about really the helmet or anything. But that's my thoughts on it. Let's go, Raiders. Raider Nation for Life, baby. Let's go. Peace.
3: There we go, man. That's the way to end a phone call right there, Raider Nation for Life. But uh, I will tell you, man, uh, it it is a serious matter. We'll talk about it more later. But, yeah, Yeah, unfortunately, it it, it is pretty serious. Uh, Not as crazy as what the media is making it, but it's serious. So let's let's take this next phone caller. Hey, Raider Cody. What's
2: going on, bro? This is uh, Raider White. A.K.A.
3: What's up, man? Yeah. Anyways, this A.B.
2: stuff is getting ridiculous. Hmm. Like every five minutes, they got another inside story and what's going on. I guess John Green has been sending a well sized helmet stuff maybe A.B. can't <laughs> see out of them. And then his feet are falling off. <laughs> grandma, she used to just take a knife and just cut them horns right off. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what his hands are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It comes Monday night against them Denver Broncos. As long as he's there suiting up, I don't really give a damn if he wants his old helmet or not. <laughs> tell Kenny to get his ass in there, man. We'll get it going. All right, guys. <laughs> take it easy.
0: Bro, I can't block.
3: Dude, uh, I called you out, man.
0: I can, I, I'm going to tell you right now I can't block. I played oh, fullback sorry. in high school. And I was purely a short yardage fullback because I could not block to save my life.
3: Goodness they put me. Gracious. They put
0: me a guard. They put me a guard once in, in junior college in my uh, in a bowl game, and they just told me to pull and, and smack the guy in front of me. That's that's all I did because I literally did not. I cannot block.
3: Oh goodness, that was a good call, man. Freaking, uh, you don't care. who wants to chop AB's feet off because all he cares about is if he can catch the ball. That's good stuff. Let's uh, let's take this next. Ball. Oh, this is uh. 559, five, this is somewhere around me. Let's take this next phone call.
2: Hey, Raider Cody, this is Dustin Matthews. Dustin. Dustin. Um, I got your message about the. What do I think about the AB situation? Yep. So, it's kind of worrisome, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, it's like we all knew that he, he is a bit of a diva, and this yeah. is a very diva thing to do. <laughs> I don't think. He's gonna, I do believe he's going to come around. I yeah. He's going to accept the new helmet, or he may just pay the fines and wear the old helmet, depending on how much the fines are. Um, but I just think it's really overblown. We learned this offseason. I mean, we've always kind of known, but the way that media went this offseason and when it came to the Raiders, um, they're going to just take the first... Uh, swing that they can get have exactly. had a chance at the Raiders you know what I mean um, just going to buy at the bit so I think it's I think it's going to work out in the end like I think I've seen both you and Kenny say like he'll be there week one against the Broncos and oh, I definitely yeah. totally do believe that but um, it's just annoying I feel the same way with the rest of the Raider fans it's just so tiresome to read all over social media all the time when it comes to our team but it is what it is it's always us against them right
3: right have (laughs) a good day man there we go thanks for calling in dustin it's always nice to hear from you um another thing with you long callers Uh, maybe it's just my memory kenny but i swear something pops up in my head like i'm listening i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna say this after and then by the end of the i'm like the heck was i gonna say to this guy
0: <laughs> Dude, i'm just taking notes i'm saving it all for real time
3: <laughs> there we go there we go let's take this next phone caller
1: hey what's up this is daniel from virginia i uh, been up, a radio fan since i was seven um i was just uh calling you guys to give my opinion on the ab news i think it's honestly the hype and mm-hmm. um you know people are just blowing it out of proportion Um, but if he isn't playing week one, then I'm probably going radio sound as
0: well. (laughs) Uh,
1: you guys are awesome. Raider putty podcast goes hard. Damn, I really butchered that
0: shit. (laughs) Raider Pody,
3: Dude. Oh, man. This guy, Daniel from Virginia. Man, he just screwed me up, bro. I'm going to guarantee I'm going to be on Twitter next week. I'm going to get called Raider Pody. I probably will not even make it through the night without Kenny now calling me probably Raider Pody on Twitter, but let's take this uh, let's take, let's take this next phone call. Thanks, Daniel, for the new nickname.
2: Hey, Cody. It's Raider Roo. Raider Roo. So, Woo. obviously, this whole AB new stuff that's currently out there is not, it's not ideal. It's not great. Mm-mm. And But we knew coming into it that he Antonio Brown is the typical diva wide receiver. He's going to have diva attitude sometimes. I'm thinking it's partially for him. It's... Since he's not practicing, not doing all the things, it's it's easier to complain and make a scene out of it. Mm-hmm. Something to do. He's bored. And I think once he's ready to go, and come the season, it'll blow over, and he'll be fine, and he'll use whatever helmet he has to. And if he was able to practice right now, he probably wouldn't be making as big of a stink about it. he will probably try sneak the helmet once in a while. But as far as, like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he will just quit and not play, and that would suck. But I don't think that's what it is. I just think it's partly the just he ain't got as much going on as he only wouldn't so it's able to make a bigger stink about it but so my prediction is it'll blow over and he'll be good to go come week one but we'll see all right go Raiders
3: yeah Raider Roo man it's always good to hear from you hit the nail on the head I appreciate you calling in it's always you know whenever Roo calls in you know it's a it's a good topic or something good's going down in Raiders news that week let's uh we got one more phone caller Kenny and then we'll get into it
2: Yo, yo, Raider Cody, this is Rev Mike here in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Just wanted to drop my opinion of the whole A.B. situation. Um, Consider the source, man. Mike Silver, (laughs) the hack, (laughs) BSPN, come on, man. You know, I don't believe everything I hear or I read. Um, We'll see what happens. Um, There's no way A.B. is going to give up $30 million over a helmet. (laughs) He'll be playing. Can't wait for the home opener. I'll see you then.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So Kenny Rev Mike knows what's going on week one. Make sure uh, you're there. C-Lot for the tailgate we will be uh, hitting it up with our with our two parking spots. Our, our buddy Darren Carr says it's always cool to take up two parking spots, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when you got guys like Jonathan Abrams sit parking next to you trying to hit your car.
3: <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Uh, through all this A-B drama, um, I'm tired of this. It's a little too quiet. too quiet in the background let's uh let's jump into real talk man let's chop it up
0: let's get it baby (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. so right now we have no chicken in the chicken plan because we (laughs) got some drumsticks we got some flats we got some wings but the whole chicken is not together ab is missing and apparently he's gone radio silent because of a helmet. Now, let's break this down. I don't believe a single word of that. And after listening to John Gruden tonight in the press conference, neither does to see.
3: Bro, so Pittsburgh media, though, said that so, it was true.
0: Pittsburgh <laughs> media said it was true. Yeah, well, Pittsburgh media also denied the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster went to a prom <laughs>
2: dressed
0: up as the same guy that he went with, looking like Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber, dancing around having fun. But, <laughs> so, but come on,
3: man. Oh my goodness, dude! This week has been—if th- if this wasn't the most like real talk esque week, I don't know what it was, dude. It was freaking nuts, dude. Dude, seriously, like we've been—you know—we've been good. I've been
0: good. The king has been—the king <laughs> has been good. I've—I've I've stayed in my cage. I've been talking more about football. I've been—you know—trying to be better, man. But all of this has just brought. The original king out, and it's 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 allowing me to talk a little bit about more of that real talk and get down to the nitty-gritty of what's really going on. Yep. Look, one thing I noticed, and I in dog, did you realize that A B had actually painted his helmet? I didn't realize <laughs> it until they said that he painted his helmet, and then I went back and looked at pictures. The helmet is matte gray, it's not no. even silver,
3: it's not even shiny. When you told me that before we started this, I said, there's no way. I'm like, dude, like, come on, like, serious? So I Googled it, and I got an eye for these things, you know? I I paint a lot of stuff. I know what's going on. I look at this thing, I'm like, I got that same dang helmet hanging up in my little plastic, uh, I don't even know, it was like a little Reebok youth uh, locker room set for like a kid, like from like the 90s, and I'm like, dude, how does he get away with this for so long? Well, that's the thing. It's like he's had that helmet
0: since, like, apparently that was his helmet in Pittsburgh. He had it, he brought it over. He's taken pictures (laughs) with it everywhere. Nobody's noticed it until right now. But the timing of it is impeccable. The same time where everything's going on with his feet, we got hard knocks out there, and now there's a helmet issue. I think that this is a bigger problem, or I think it's, I think what's happening is it's a bigger blow up then it is a problem i think that this really is a non-issue gruden doesn't seem to be concerned about it uh i I think it's i think it's a non-issue
3: yeah i'll tell you one thing the foot thing it's kind of goofy that whole story is pretty goofy but it seems like those are healing up and by the time he gets back on the field at least we know his feet will be 100 percent. and i will tell you with the helmet thing what makes this thing so complicated Is that this isn't necessarily I mean of course we're hearing this is the NFL Versus Antonio Brown At least that's how Antonio Brown's making it Because he needs the NFL to adjust the rules Because this comes upon The Raiders and the equipment manager Uh, The NFL enforces Every team To uphold their rules for them So, if they have players out there not abiding by the rules, the NFL will punish the Raiders. And not necessarily, everyone says, you know, by fines. Well, it's not just going to be like some normal player fine. I mean, it could be some serious discipline to the Raiders. You never know what it takes or what's going to happen if a team is considered to be putting unsafe equipment on the field or things that aren't uh, regulated by the NFL. So, this could be a a bigger fish to fry than what we think. Oh, just pay the fines. You know, he's not just going to pay some... Uh, five thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar fine every week. He's going to be, you know, probably facing millions of dollars, and the team, the organization, will be losing pull in the NFL that they've been gaining for so long. Uh, so, uh, this whole issue—I mean, I don't want to say it's not a big deal. It kind of is, but right. um, when it comes down to it, I mean, AB, I think we'll get it ironed out. If not, he's not going to freaking quit over fo- I mean, over a freaking helmet. Why would no. you? freaking retired from football over stupid helmet man he's just he's just doing his thing maybe he just pulled his weight around a little bit king but i'm with you man i mean he's gonna be playing week one and all this is just gonna be you know at least we had something to talk about this week i mean dude he's posturing right he's 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 doing what he
0: can to get what he wants my kid does it all the time yeah. you know she she'll tell me well daddy I want this toy and you're gonna give it to me or else I'm gonna ask mommy well because of course mommy's gonna say yes I did it at work I didn't like my chair I threatened to quit yeah I lost my job yeah <laughs> uh... <laughs>
3: Oh man, that's funny, dude. But honestly, uh,
0: but honestly, like our caller said, we gotta take, you know, where it's coming from, who it's coming from with a grain of salt. It's coming from guys um that not that don't necessarily have the Raiders' best interest in their mind or er, at hand. Um we haven't heard it from you know some of the people that we've that we've spoken with in the past. We haven't heard anything outside of the Raiders camp. And obviously they said that you know that they spoke with uh, some players on the team. Those players may have been Chris Warren uh, or, uh, you know, somebody that's not that's not on the squad anymore. Maybe Ronald Ali. I don't know. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think this will get ironed out. I think that this, you know, I understand his connection to his helmet, um, but I don't think that he's going to quit over a helmet. I, no. I'm, I'm sorry.
3: I agree with you 100% too. And actually, John Gruden came out and actually said that he supported him. And actually, me personally was just saying this before the game started. I was telling my wife about this. Because she likes to get filled in with the Raiders news. She doesn't want to have to listen to the podcast later and figure it out. But um, I understand that maybe a new helmet wouldn't be that big a deal. Or maybe not necessarily that it even blocks more of his vision. But his vision window is changing no matter what different helmet he right. puts on. It's going to sit different. Uh, maybe the face mask sits in different position. Maybe it doesn't necessarily close it off. Maybe it just kind of shifts everything. And he's just not used to that. So if he wants to keep his same helmet exactly where it sits because he's used ...to the blind spots that his current helmet gives him, so be it. If it gives him what he thinks is an advantage and a a higher comfort level, then so freaking be it. Let him fight it. I mean, who freaking cares at this point? Sign a waiver, let him have his old helmet, and get him back on the field. I mean, because, I mean, I don't know. Injuries are on him, but... Kenny, speaking of injuries, uh, you have any last comments on Antonio Brown?
0: Um, all I hope is that Antonio Brown gets his feet right. I know a guy; uh, he's Mr. Deeds Butler. He loves feet. Oh. He'll take really good care of those things. I just, hey, I just want to see him get those dogs right and get out there on the field because I know that once AB gets out there on the field on September 9th, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be seeing some big things. ABDC, baby.
3: Hey, maybe Robert Kraft can recommend him to a good uh, foot massage place.
0: I don't want to go anywhere Robert Kraft recommends.
3: <laughs> so, uh, uh, in in uh, Saturday news this week, uh, Gabe Jackson, while I happen to be at camp there on Thursday for the final day of joint practices, gets rolled up on and ends up with a partial MCL tear. Uh, mm. Not ideal, because we're already looking at weeks one and two without Richie Incognito. Um, and Denzel Good is currently hurt, and he's looking to be missing at least the couple, first couple weeks of... Uh, the the regular season. So now we're looking at uh, Jordan Devy, which is kind of our backup center and guard. We have Lester Cotton, the rookie. We brought in Jonathan Cooper. Um, and we still have Denver Kirkland, which has kind of been moving around guard and tackle. We have Brandon Parker that they've talked about maybe moving a guard. How do you see exactly this uh, offensive line shaken up in Gabe's absence?
0: I see a couple things happening. I see one, um, Denver Kirkland looked really good tonight and you know he may he may earn that starting spot while Gabe's out. Uh, if Gruden wants to bring in more competition, I could see a move being made first at fullback, uh, getting rid of Key Smith, who's been injured for the whole camp. Um, and then with the elevator play of Alec Ingold, I think that that will allow us to bring in uh, bring in another guard to compete. Uh, but I think if he doesn't go that route, I think it would be Kirkland. I think that, you know, then Cooper and Cotton would fight would fight for that, that left guard spot. But I think right now, uh, that that backup right guard spot is, is Kirkland's to, to lose.
3: I agree. And he played really good tonight. So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I've been pulling for Lester Cotton, but... Um, I think there's a a very high chance that we bring in another guy just for competition-wise because we really have no rotation uh, at our interior guard right now. We pretty much have a couple, uh, two or three guys that rotate between guard and tackle or guard and center. Um, They're kind of having to fill the space. So it's interesting to see if we bring someone else in um, in this time of need, Kenny. Um, But through this crazy week, man, we had a lot going on. Do Do you have any last comment uh, before our next Hard Knocks episode,
0: other than the fact that I want to see AB out there,
3: uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like
0: the Tuesday is going to be this crazy, crazy, wild episode on Hard Knocks where it's going to be, you know, AB sitting there in front of the in front of the NFL talking about his helmet passionately with a with a blonde mustache and you know loafers on and it, it's I. I don't know what to expect, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's good to know that Raider football is back. We had a really good preseason game. Um, you know, a couple things that really stood out to me. Uh, Nathan Peterman looked good.
3: Yeah. Well, he I was mean, my uh, he was my final feature whenever I was talking about the preseason games, dude. He, uh, dude killed, that's my backup quarterback right there. Nathan Peterman.
0: That, it, I'm going to tell you right now, if Gruden can turn that kid around, he's going to be a nice, uh, nice little piece of trade bait later.
3: Oh man, freaking Nathan Peterman, Antonio Brown feet. This, I'm telling you, dude, this hard knocks episode, how in the heck? Okay, we get this first episode out of the way, and everyone's like, ah, it wasn't that bad. There was nothing really going on. HBO sucks. No drama. There was there was no suspense. There was no nothing. So we're all thinking that things are going to be cool. Raider fans are like, yeah, man, like, that was exciting. You know, I could sit back and relax and I didn't get all yeah. worked up, you know? And then I feel like HBO is going to hit us with a second episode and just be like, dysfunction and trial and here's all the crazy crap that happened that we didn't want to show you episode one so uh, episode two i'm a a little bit more nervous about so let's see what uh, we will have to see what hbo came up with you know what kills me is i i had posted when we were
0: rolling into camp that a couple weeks ago i had posted this is the first training camp that we went into that we had no holdouts we had no we had no craziness We had no contract disputes. We had nothing. Everybody was there. You jinxed it. I did. I did. I'm sorry. But luckily, luckily, your wife still doesn't have an AB jersey, so we're good.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. I just got to get her a Mike Glennon jersey now. We'll be good.
0: Dude. (laughs) Get her a Keith Smith jersey We'll we'll be straight
3: Oh shoot, man, Kenny King uh, This was a great week for Raiders news It was great to finally get the Raiders season Officially started man We're rolling in we're going in two episodes Into hard knocks we're around the corner We're less than a month away now From the home opener Kenny King How do you want to wrap up this real talk tonight
0: Tonight we're going to wrap up the real talk like this Don't go into cryogenic chambers Don't wear your (laughs) helmet That you've had for the past nine years Kiss your, kiss your loved ones. Take care of your friends. Take care of your family. And if you see Tyreek Hill on the street,
3: sock him in the chest, baby. So there we have it. Wrapping up episode 37 brought to you by Raiders Beat, Blue Wire, and Ship Station. Uh, now, if you made it this far, I'm going to ask one thing out of you guys, and that's to leave a rating and a review no matter where you listen. Um, if you listen on Spotify, Stitcher, mainly iTunes, things like that, uh, you know, just drop an opinion. You know, Give us that five-star rating and drop an opinion. It'd be greatly appreciated. That's a good way to give back to all of our hard work if you appreciate listening to the show. And if you made it this far, I'm sure you do appreciate listening to our show. But like I just told Kenny, Raiders football has officially started. We're less than a month away from the home opener week one against the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. Things are getting amped. The drama is in full swing. We got a few speed bumps in, in the in the injury department, but that's all right. We're okay. We're we're mostly healthy for the most part. You know, we don't have any uh big season ending injuries. Uh we're in good shape, we're looking good, we're playing well. We got a speedy defense. It looks like we have a high powered offense, even our backups are playing well. Uh it looks like coaching won tonight. That's what I think a preseason. That's a it's a it's a coach's game at that point. Who put together the best team, who who put together the most depth um of course we had a great draft thanks to mike mayock um but things are turning around things are looking great so always visit the website raidercody.com i'm going to keep dropping on twitter if there's any topics i want somebody to call in to call in you guys did great this week in responding to that but other than that look for maybe some bonus episodes i can't promise one this week but they'll start happening and then we'll go bi-weekly during the season uh, but buy your Raider Cody podcast t-shirt while they're hot on dsgntree.com. I got the link popped up now on my website, raidercody.com. And, and get on there. Interact. Take a look. Um, things, are, things are happening on the Raider Cody website. Uh, make sure you're all caught up on everything. And until next week, guys, I'll see you later.